God, we thank you for the passage of Scripture that has been read to us. We pray that you would give us wisdom as we reflect upon your word, as we seek to understand more of who Jesus really is. Guide us by your Spirit. In Christ's name, amen. One of the hobbies that I had as a young person was collecting comic books. In fact, at one point, I had uh, a number of thousand of comic books. I had boxes about this long, and I think I had about uh, 15 to 20 of those uh, boxes. I had a lot of comics. Just out of curiosity, who here has ever bought a comic book? I just At any point in their life. All right, so a few people here have, have done that. That's wonderful to know. So uh, I, I enjoyed comic books. I, uh, I started by reading uh, Army Comics. That's the kind of uh, uh, comic that I was focusing on at first. And then I moved on to superhero comics and really enjoyed reading about that, and it was a lot of fun. I don't collect comics anymore, but uh, I still enjoy uh, the superhero movies that come out. It's actually a great time to be a comic book fan and a superhero fan. I'm really enjoying this time. Uh, now, two of the most uh, well-known of uh, superheroes would be Batman and Superman. And these two characters are very different, not just in that one is darker and one's a bit brighter. Uh, it's not that one is uh, has uh, no superpowers and the other one does have superpowers. There, there's a deeper difference between the two characters. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Batman's real name was Bruce Wayne, and he was born as just a, a regular kid, a, albeit a, a kid uh, born to a rich family, but still, he was just a normal kid. And if things hadn't gone a certain way, he would have just grown up to be a regular person, doing nothing, anything special than anyone else. But something happened in his childhood that his parents were, uh, were murdered in front of him, and he eventually trained himself and chose to take on the identity of Batman. But if that event had not happened, he would have just been a regular person. There was a choice that took place. Superman is different. Now, we know of Superman as Clark Kent, but he actually is not just Clark Kent. He is Kal-El. He is a uh, the last survivor of the doomed planet of Krypton. And so he was special right from the beginning. Uh, he was born with that physiology that would allow him to have those powers. He was sent to Earth, and he was adopted uh, at, by the Kents, and he was brought up as Clark Kent. And so for Superman, he is both Kal-El and Clark Kent. Sometimes people say he pretends to be Clark Kent, but he wasn't. He was adopted by that family. He grew up in that way with that identity, but he had both of these sides to him. So he's different than Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bruce Wayne takes on the identity of Batman, but Superman is both of these sides. Now, you might be wondering, why in the world are you talking about this? Are you just taking advantage of the fact that you love to talk about superheroes? No, although I do love to do that. The reason I do this is that Jesus himself had a secret identity, one that he kept very closely. And if you read through the Gospels carefully, you will see that this is indeed what was going on. So we're going to take a look at what Jesus, uh, um, who he was, 
what his identity was and what that means for us. So as we look uh, at Jesus, we know uh, from our own experience as followers of Jesus who Jesus is. We have a pretty good idea of his identity. Even the fact that we call ourselves Christians, that assumes that we are accepting that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is not his last name. He's not the son of Joseph and Mary Christ. That's not how it works. He's not, we, we call him Jesus Christ, but more accurately, he is Jesus the Christ. And Christ means anointed one or Messiah. And so when we say that we are Christians, we are already saying something about his identity, that we know who he is, that there is something special about him. But if we were to go back in time, to his earthly ministry, things would have been a little bit less sure. Not The average person wouldn't have known exactly who he was. Jesus wasn't going around handing out business cards saying, Hi, I'm Jesus of Nazareth, um, the, the, the Messiah, the Christ, uh, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity, how are you? Here's my cell number. That's not what he did. Uh, he actually kept things very quiet. In fact, when he used uh, a, a title for himself... He used the title Son of Man. And we talked about this fairly recently when we looked at a passage from Daniel. And Son of Man, as we looked at in that, in that message, uh, has two different meanings. Uh, one meaning means it's, it's a human being. Uh, Son of Man could just mean a human being. And so when Jesus uses that, that title for himself, the, the Son of Man, there's not something there that necessarily requires people to suspect that he has a deeper identity. But when we looked at the passage in the book of Daniel, we saw that there was a prophecy that Daniel saw one like the Son of Man who was with the Ancient of Days. And so there was this messianic uh, divine being, the Son of Man, that was also in the background. And so when Jesus uh, uses the Son of Man, both of those things are there, and it allows those who believe to be able to see deeper into his identity, but for those who are unbelieving, they could just see him simply as the human being, as that kind of Son of Man. Every once in a while, though, someone or something would recognize Jesus for who he was. And you will find in the Gospels that Jesus is very strong to say, uh, don't tell anyone. In fact, when it's the demons who say it, he shuts them up. Uh, but when uh, humans say it, he'll say, don't tell anyone. And you might think, Jesus, what are you doing? Like, why not just publicize the fact that you are the Son of God, that you are the Messiah? But he didn't want to do that because there were so many uh, ideas in the air about what these things meant. He did not want that to be revealed. But now, when we get to this trial, this is when things really become revealed. And this is actually uh, the first of two trials. There's his religious trial, and then his Roman trial, where uh, they look at something different. So there's, there's two different charges that are going on here. Uh, the, the religious trial is looking at him on, uh, on charges of blasphemy, and then the, the Romans, which we're going to look at next week, uh, they look at him in, char- in terms of a charge of uh, rebelling against the Roman authority. So we're looking at this first one, his religious trial. And the, uh, the religious council ask him directly if he is the Messiah. And he answers in a strange way. He doesn't say yes or no. 
he acknowledges that they already don't believe. And so in, in one way, it doesn't matter what he says because they're not going to uh, accept it. But then he quotes from Psalm 110. And this is what Psalm 110 verse 1 says. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Now, this was a messianic psalm, but there's a a challenge with this here because uh, the word Lord is used two times. Now, the first time, Lord is Yahweh, the personal name for God. But who is this second Lord? And by this time in Jewish history, the understanding of, of the word Lord was that it meant more than just a human master. There was something else going on here, something deeper than just a human being. And so this leads the religious leaders to be wondering, okay, wait a minute, you're not just saying you're the Messiah, are you? You're saying that you're something more than the Messiah. And so the religious leader asks him, are you the Son of God? And again, Jesus answers in a strange way. In our mind, we want a yes or no answer. Have you ever asked someone a question? And what you're looking for is yes or no. And they give you this long spiel of whatever. And you're like, no, just tell me yes or no. That's all I want to hear. And that's maybe what we want to hear from Jesus. But that's not what he says. He says, uh, so you say is what one of the translations of what's going on. And this is, this is really interesting because what he is saying there is that in a way, religious leader, you are confessing that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, he's not confessing it in belief, but he is. What Jesus is saying is, even though it's an accusation, even though it's coming from unbelief, this person actually is confessing the truth of who Jesus is. This is very similar to what Paul says in his letters. Paul says that eventually everyone will confess that Jesus is Lord. Uh, Some of us will confess it out of belief, and some of us will confess it out of unbelief, but everyone will confess that Jesus is Lord. What we see in this passage is that Jesus is not just the Son of Man in terms of being a human being. Rather, he is something more. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. It's like Clark Kent has just taken off his glasses. And everyone, wow, look at him. We know who he is now. Which I never quite understood how uh, people would be surprised by that, that just wearing glasses uh, would, uh, would make the difference. But anyways, that's how it works in the story. And so Clark Kent has taken off his glasses. We know that he's Superman. In this story, in this trial, Jesus has revealed himself as being more than just a human being. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. Now, we could easily look at this passage and just just fluff right over it. We just think, okay, yeah, that's interesting. That's just a little blip that happens before the real action about the cross and the empty tomb. Those are the parts of the passion story that are really important. This little thing uh, with the religious leaders is not so important. In fact, we might even think that his experience with Pontius Pilate and the washing of the hands and and the the declaration that, that Jesus has to die, that that is where the real action is. But I would say that this passage is extremely important because this reveals who Jesus is and this gives meaning to everything else that is about to happen. Because what if Jesus was just a human being? Then his death on the cross 
would have been a terrible tragedy. We would look at it and we would say, well, you know, it's so sad. That was just a, a terrible act of injustice that something like that could happen. And we would pity Jesus for what happened. But what if he really was the Son of God that he reveals himself to be? I, I, I have... Uh, um, been very interested in Islam and, and, and learning about what Muslims believe. And uh, what I'm about to say is not meant to be a dig at Muslims, but just to, to uh, use their beliefs as an illustration of the principles that I'm talking about here. So uh, if you, one of the differences between Muslims and Christians is that they actually don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. They believe that the Jews tried to crucify him, but that God rescued him. And the reason why they believe that is that uh, they do believe that Jesus was a prophet and a Messiah, but he was not the Son of God. He was not divine in any way. So he was a human prophet who was very righteous. And they can't imagine how God would allow such a righteous human being to die in the cro- on a cross in that way. And so they believe that God provided a last-minute rescue for that. And that belief is actually consistent. If all Jesus was, was a righteous human being who was a great prophet and religious teacher, it would make sense that God would want to rescue him from that. That is totally logical. But what if we as Christians believe that Jesus is the Son of God? And what if that is true? What, the, what meaning does that bring to the cross now? And what we believe is that Jesus is the God-man. That he is both Clark Kent and Kal-El. He is the one who bridges the gap between humanity and God. And that his death on the cross wasn't just a, a terrible crime, but it was actually uh, the act of atonement that reconciled us to God. He was taking on our punishment for us. And because of that, we receive forgiveness of sins, we're adopted into God's family, and we receive eternal life. That happens only because of what Jesus reveals himself to be in that trial. It's because of that that we have the victory. Is Jesus like Batman? Or is he like Superman? Is Jesus like Batman in that he's just this, this guy who takes on this special role and this special identity? Or is he like Superman, who was born for this, who has these two parallel identities, both of them very important? Well, Jesus is like Superman, not just because Superman is more powerful, but because Jesus is both human being and son of God. Both of those things are important. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. And he was the only one who had the credentials to die on the cross and to provide the salvation that we needed. Let us pray. God, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for who he is. That when he was put on the spot, on that trial, that he did not deny his identity. Even though he was facing tremendous unbelief, he acknowledged that he was the Messiah, that he was the Lord spoken of in Psalm 110, that he was the Son of God who came to be your rescue of humanity. We thank you that because of that, we can look at the cross in a special way, not as an act of defeat, but as an act 
of victory. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.